So this is a question that was submitted uh, by Elena, and it's it's a, it's a it's a great story uh, from last year. So I'll I'll recount it for you all. A lot of you have have already heard this story, but if you don't know who Legan is, it's basically me. Um, okay, so so last year we went on a missions trip to Ukraine. Um, we had a pretty large team from the SYA, you know, from our college group. Mm. Um, that went there and it was a super cool trip. We spent some time in the city of Kiev, Ukraine. Um, and then we, for the last kind of part of the trip, we went to a, um, camp that was kind of on the outskirts of the city and basically just like a typical summer camp. Um, it was a lot of fun, but those first couple of days that we were in Ukraine, it were pretty jet lagged. It's a pretty long flight over there. It's like, um, there's like a nine hour, a straight nine hour flight, or maybe it's longer than nine hours. It's, I think a little longer than nine hours. Uh, and then there's like another leg that is a few hours and you know, with all like the layovers and stuff, it's, it's a lot. I can't sleep on planes. So I get like super jet lagged and super tired. Do you get jet lagged? What? Do I get what? Do you get plane armed? What, what is that? Jet legs plane armed okay this doesn't have anything to do with the story but we're uh, moving on <laughs> okay so um so we're in the city and we're staying at a motel um you know in kiev anyway so uh so my my roommate for this uh hotel room was carson and um basically what happened is carson woke up i think it was like night one carson woke up uh you know in in like the early early morning probably like two or three a.m and um i i do a lot of like rolling when i sleep so i don't i don't have like a static position i kind of like roll around and i had like rolled like towards him and my leg was like <laughs> always like over his legs <laughs> so I just woke up with like a leg oh, <laughs> like over oh, his God. and he was like he was like, what? And he just like got super freaked out and like pushed my leg off. And uh, I, I obviously don't remember it because I was sleeping, but he, he so like the next morning we're, we're going to, uh, to breakfast and he, he told everyone the story before I even got there. And so I, so I get to breakfast and everyone's like calling me legged and I'm like, what is happening? Like, so he asked Carson, he, he tells me like the, the story of like how I got that nickname. Mm -hmm. But pretty much the entire uh, trip, I was nicknamed Wagon. Nice. Um, yeah, it was it was a good it was a good time, and I, I really liked that Ukraine trip. And it, I'm kind of sad that we didn't get to do it this year because um, mm -hmm. it's really awesome, like summer uh, mission trip. But yeah. you know, that's a really good story. Uh, me and Joey um, have had a lot of sleepovers together in high school, and I naturally just would always put my leg over Joey's legs. You were just waiting to, to share this. I knew when he said the leg thing, you're like, well, uh, I, wanna, I need to tell you something. And then uh, probably 50 times. Correct. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize you were counting, but. <laughs> yeah. So you were asleep? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was asleep. It wasn't intentional. And like, so like the bed that we were sleeping on is basically the size of the bed that I sleep on every night. Like I have a pretty large bed. Um, so I do a lot of rolling around. Like it's different when it's just you 
on a bed versus like someone else on a bed. Um, so my, my subconscious mind probably just thought like, oh yeah, we can roll around like no problem. It's free real estate. <laughs> but Carson just happened to be in the way. <laughs> sure he understands. Hmm. Yeah, good times. <laughs> Am I the only one who hasn't had this glorious experience? Alrighty. Uh, yeah, maybe we should move on. What are our testimonies? How should we do this? Short or? Whatever you want. We got all the time in the world. It's pretty simple. Um, I mean, there's a lot of it, which, you know, I'm not just going to share with the ethernet, but I basically, I just, you know, got saved by my dad. You know, like my dad shared with me and my family's always been, uh, my, my family and I would say every member of my family, especially now, but you know, my, my parents have always been excellent role models of the faith to me. And, uh, yeah, I just, we got proselytized to by my dad. And so, yeah, pretty young age. I think I was 10, maybe younger. That's, that's cool. awesome. My turn. Sure. Make sure I'm still sure. recording. Uh, yeah. So I grew up in the church from the moment I can remember. Uh, and I remember first accepting Christ Jesus into my heart when I was five years old from my Sunday school teacher named Nanis Charlotte. And I like to look at like my love for Jesus when I was like five is like just like such a childlike faith. It's like the same way you love dessert after mm. dinner is the way I love Jesus mm. when I was five years old. Jesus is my ice cream. Oh, yeah. And then um, I think when you kind of like get older and you go through like your teenage years, it's like really up to you. It's like, okay, am I going to do this or not? And mm. So long story short, it was kind of just like a lot of, you know, ups and downs and finding like, finding like, finding like what it truly means to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, so I'd say, uh, it's been the last like two years that I've really kind of grown into that um, and been more intentional with that. And there's been copious amounts of people that have helped me along the way. So yes, if you, I'm sure if you guys want to know more, you can always DM us or ask us in person. Yeah. Uh, so yes, God is faithful. I only accept carrier pigeon. I actually don't really check social media very often. So yeah, I mean, tweet them, right? Yeah, man, yeah, tweet we'll them. Send you a fax. Fax it. Fax it, guys. Mm-hmm. Michael J. Fax. Are you, uh, Joey, are you ready or want me to go first? You can go first. Okay, so the best for last, right? Just oh, oh, yeah. Okay, so I feel like this is going to sound like, again, kind of what you were talking about, like leaked cliche, but obviously I grew up in the church. Mm. And, um, you know, my parents kind of introduced me that to me and, uh, you know, it was my choice. I think I was like three or four years old to like learn more. Like I wanted to learn more about, about Jesus and like what he did for me. And, um, yeah, I was like super young and super just like inquisitive. And, um, I didn't like actually accept Jesus until much later, but it kind of, that was like the catalyst for um my like spiritual walk yeah um so and i think i was like yeah like five or six accepted jesus and then uh, a little bit later when i was in middle school and i was at a church camp i kind of like rededicated my my life um it's just it's hard when you're like so young and you make that decision to like you forget about it and you know your walk changes and so at some point you know i just felt like i need to renew this 
this thing that happened a long time ago that like I don't really remember that much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's good to kind of like revisit it every so often. Um, to test your faith, you know. Yeah, be like, yeah, be like, you know, kind of look back at it and be like, okay, how am I, how am I growing? Um, what, what stage in the faith am I at? You know, do I still have doubts about things? Like personally, I feel like I don't have a ton of doubts, but I feel like my walk it it fluctuates. You know, there are, yeah. there are seasons when I feel. Uh, more spiritually led and you know spiritually closer yeah. uh, to God, and then there are seasons where like I feel you know more distant. Yeah. Um, yeah. So kind of just like assessing that, but um, yeah, that's that's kind of basically it. I know it's kind of like one of the more boring stories. Like I don't have this super crazy story. Yeah. Well, um, when we were at Ukraine, so that that mission trip that I was talking about, um, it was really awesome to hear everyone's testimonies, and there were some like some like really crazy testimonies. That I was like. Yeah. That is an awesome testimony. It's like not as quote unquote cool as mine, but I don't think any of ours are like better or worse no, than no. other people's. Yeah. The, the, the cool thing though about you know people's people's testimonies or God's testimony, like on how he, you know, is that we're all connected though. So there's the body of Christ. So yeah. you know, part of our testimonies, they never kind of they never really stop though either. Yeah. Like yeah, I thought about answering this question is like, I'll tell you when it's over. You know, when people ask me about my testimony, it's like, I'll tell you once I'm dead. How about that? <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, I mean, who are we to say what will happen down the road? Yeah. yeah. How about you, Joy? That's dope. You ready? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, not yeah, super nuts or anything. I grew up in a Christian home, um, went to Christian school with Ethan. Um, and I think I became a Christian when I was a little guy. I think I understood the gospel and what Christ had done for me. Um, but I think like when I got to college, obviously when you leave, well, I talked about that earlier, when you leave your house, it's like, okay, do I want to follow Jesus? And at that point, I wouldn't say I was like questioning whether or not I wanted to. It was more so like, I don't know. I wasn't questioning his existence. I was questioning whether or not I wanted to follow him when I got to college. So it was like, man, do I want to, cause it was just so obvious. I played college. I was like in a college football environment and there's, there's obviously the worldly perspective and there's, and there's a way to follow Jesus and the way to follow Jesus in college is like not super popular. You know, there's like two dudes doing it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for me, when and I got to college, somebody, just a guy on the team, one of those two guys basically just started just walking me through the gospel and explaining what Jesus had done for me, which I knew, you know, like, group in a Christian home yeah. and that was the convicting thing about it. it was like I should know all the answers to these questions but uh yeah he he took the time to sit down with me and explain the gospel like in, in really great detail I think that was when I was like and I could see clear differences in their in their lives compared to like other people's lives and I was like man that's so attractive and I want that and also just understanding the gospel like that while I was still weak Christ died for me like I don't know just like God like helped me like understand that how weak I am when I got to college and how much I need him and how beautiful that is and how much he loves me. And yeah, so I would say my, in college was just like, it's just a totally, yeah, different. God did a ton in my heart then. So. Seems like every week it's a newer and deeper appreciation of how completely messed up I am. And that need was something which I didn't give much thought for as a young Christian. So I would say that yeah. 
it seems to me now I, I don't know what other people's testimonies are, but it seems to me so clear cut with other people. It's like they get saved and then their life gets turned around. But I got saved at a young age and it took a long time and a long search just to to just to realize like I had a mental acquiescence. Like I believed the doctrine. I believed the ethics mostly. And I believed the uh, the scientific evidence for what it like. I was like, yeah, this, that makes sense. That's reasonable. That's reasonable to me. I, I believe in a young earth. I believe in all these things. Like, I think that is, that's reasonable. But, uh, for, for the actual Christian doctrine, which is that God saved me and that like, I actually need that. I think I hadn't yet completely accepted that, you know? Yeah. So it took a long time. Uh, C.S. Lewis was definitely formative for me. Reading Mere Christianity and other works by C.S. Lewis certainly helped me to, to understand that. I've, I've heard the phrase like, to help people understand, like, see, see, there's a chair in front of you. It's like, do you believe that there's a chair there? Like, yeah, there's a chair there. Do you believe that that chair can hold you up? Yeah, I think so. Then why aren't you sitting in it? You know, I feel like yeah. that's, that's a lot of our walk, like with Christ, like, why are you sitting in it? You know, why are you trusting in him? You know, so that's in C.S. Lewis, Mere Christianity. I'm not smart enough to read those books. I, <laughs> I tried. Like, I'm like reading this. I'm like, what is he? T-? You know? Yeah. Maybe you just need to work yourself up. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. I, I love C.S. Lewis. Uh, he's definitely my favorite, favorite author, especially as when it comes to apology and uh, just, yeah, just as a Christian apologetic, he really well explains. And it's kind of funny to me uh, that he only did that. Like we think of him as one of the greatest Christian apologetics of all time. Uh, but he did that not because he wanted to, but because the clergy weren't. So it was because nobody else was doing it that he felt like he had to. It's very interesting. I think sometimes, uh, sometimes the greatest things done in this life are done by people who are unwilling. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure we all could go a lot more in depth. So if you have any desire, just ask, just ask. DM me. So we got some questions for Joey um, in particular. So these these should be fun. Uh, Yes, she will remain nameless, but yes. Um, Okay, who is the dog? Who is that doge? That is Buddy. He was rescued from Dallas when there was those hurricanes, you know? Oh, really? That's cool. There's anything else about about the dog? What's what's Buddy's favorite color? He hasn't told me yet. That's interesting. He hasn't told me that much about himself. I like I like Buddy the dog. I also like Vinny. The way you see that means that he has said some stuff about himself. I feel like that's remarkable, don't you think? He's uh, he's very he's not smart actually at all. He's like really like I, Buddy, don't listen to this podcast, right? (laughs) Like he just is like. So, for example, I put a cloth. You you can tell how smart an animal is. Like, yeah. if you put a cloth over their head and how fast they can get the cloth cloth off their head. And so, on my other dog, I, I put a cloth on his head. Vinny is his name. Yeah. Uh, and I put the cloth on his head. And he, just, and he got the thing off, like, right. He's like, get this thing off me. I put the cloth on Buddy, and he fell asleep. So, it's like, <laughs> like there is, that's like. The, There's a spiritual yeah. allegory in here, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They Don't say dogs are like their owners, and I, I see a correlation between Buddy and. Joey, not yeah, buddy the dog. Go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Joey can sleep anywhere. I've seen that man. I've seen Joey sleep anywhere, in the most everywhere, most it's uncomfortable places. I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that too. I I try to take naps. I can't take a nap worth anything. I'll just sit there and stare really? at the ceiling. Like, yes. What am I doing? Here? Depends on my <laughs> yeah. depends on my day. I could be doing something with this time. Yeah, it's like I should be 
reading a book or something like that. Yeah. But I'm so tired. I can't sleep. Do you have a favorite beach? I've been to the beach once in uh, Panama City. Um, you just you mentioned walking on the beach, so yeah, I was just trying to be funny. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a favorite beach. I'll tell you my favorite beach, West Beach on Whidbey Island, mm. looking out over the Pacific, but it's still kind of cold and temperate. So Is that in Washington? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Whidbey Island, Washington. Shout out to all my Oak Harbor fans. <laughs> all right. So on kind of that note, what's what's a place you'd like to explore? Um everywhere i haven't been that many places so like i don't know i think it'd be cool to see australia is an interesting oi oi mate oi mate shrimp on the bobby (laughs) (laughs) Uh, kangaroos are for dinner (laughs) (laughs) i'd say australia Uh, down under under. yeah i'm not even gonna attempt it (laughs) no Sorry to all my Australian fans out there. <laughs> Which ones? Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, like the data analytics where it can show like where people are streaming in from. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. it be cool if we had like an Australian one from the? I mean, I I appreciate like Australians. Same. Just their like sense of humor and Dude, just their personality. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Like the crocodile guy. No, just like there's like some comedians that like I follow from Australia, and they're like completely different from like American comedians in like a really good way. Um, we need to make sure to send out a copy of this inverted for our Australians to watch. <laughs> make sure it's upside down so they can watch it with the, the proper aperture and everything. Yeah, I think we should make sure to do that. You know, in case nice. we have any Australian fans. Nice. All right, Ethan. This this question is directed at you from uh, from Mark Moen. Oh gosh, blankets equals social dominance. You know, I don't necessarily explain. Just... Explain for those who don't know the inside joke. Explain why this question was asked. Uh, yeah. So uh, I guess it started where most of my friends' houses where I go, I always grab a blanket. I think I've done it for years. It's just kind of like a comfort thing. Um, as far as the social dominance part comes in, uh, I honestly think it's just an inside joke between me and me and buddy that like, uh, I I really don't even have words to to describe. I, I, I think me and buddy just, we hung out last week at Friendsgiving, which was about 25 of us in a house and me and buddy were on the couch snuggled up in a blanket and He's like, do people think we're weird? And I'm like, no, you just have to be confident and state your dominance. <laughs> and if you're just confident, you know, cuddle up yeah. on a blanket with another man, then... Yes, once you can do that, you can once do Once you can do that, you can do anything, yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, but yes, blankets, that's the question. Is it social weakness, though? No, no. Because no. I, I almost view it as, like, I need a blanket so I'd be cozy because, like... That's true. Do you question my social weakness? And no, I'm just. Okay, well, here's the thing, though. I, that's he's just grabbing. my that's just my opinion on it. He's grabbing the blanket from the people he's guests at, so like he'll just grab their blanket. He takes their blanket. You see, that is asserting social dominance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also, if you're sharing a blanket, you need to make sure to get the majority. That is asserting is social a, dominance. I think this question was. I, I think we went too in depth for what it really was. Like I, I just I like blankets. Mm-hmm. Me I too. Like blankets. I wasn't a teddy bear kid. I had a blanket. I will say, though, that I've done, like, sleepovers at other people's, you know, playing video games late into the night, and then you just stay there, because why not? I've done those and, like, slept without blankets. Yeah. Slept without blankets? Yes. Why? 
isn't strong. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Or you're just not confident no, in masculinity. Just, there wasn't anything around. And so it's just like, no, well, whatever. Just kind of like, this is my life. All this sleep now. Yeah. Biggest Thanks, conspiracy sir. theory that you believe or could believe. I'm going to just go, maybe this might be. The vote. If you need to look anything up, we can look things up. So go voter ahead. fraud? Mm. Uh, That's also a question we have that later, is I think. Question. That voter is fraud, question. yay or nay? Later. We'll shelve that topic first. Yeah, okay. Uh, conspiracy theories. You know, I don't. I used to be kind of into conspiracy theories mainly because Joey got into conspiracy theories a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, the deep state is something that it, we should acknowledge, but. What's the deep state? If you have to ask, we'll have to kill you, Joey. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He tell you, but that's very good. brief, broad, uh, deep states like all the you know high up political leaders and like uh, high people of power. Yeah, uh, have come together, like both Democrat and Republican. And, yeah. So just huge social, you know, people that have a lot of presence and gotcha. they kind of run the United States and the deep state you know very very bad one conspiracy theory well here's the thing about conspiracy theories too um conspiracy theory is both a blanket term and it's an epithet so it's a blanket term that covers all theories no matter what you're talking about and then it's an epithet because it's used to um discredit any kind of theory or system of belief regardless again of how much evidence is for it you can say it's conspiracy theory when there's lots of evidence uh that's for it um, because that's just, you know, it, there's a conspiracy going on. Uh, I think one conspiracy theory, which I believe in, is a communist, attempted at least, communist takeover of the United States, especially system of education. Having a public system of education was originally a communist idea. It's not actually uh, necessarily f- laid out in our founding principles. It was something that was brought in through, you know, that kind that red wave or whatever uh yeah so i actually believe that i think it's a, it's not something which is uh good per se so yeah dude an interesting thing that someone brought up to me is like think about how creepy it sounds if you walk into like a classroom of second graders and they're all pledging allegiance to the flag like obviously we grew up with that so it doesn't sound that weird but it's like if you walked into russia and you saw that you'd be like oh they're communists you know it's like that's that's kind of a weird thing that, you know i actually I agree, but I disagree because that, that's a, there's a distinction. If we were pledging allegiance to the president, oh, I would agree. Uh, I would agree. It's like, no, don't ever pledge allegiance to a okay. man. Okay. Uh, and, and if we were pledging allegiance to a government, I would say no. But what we're pledging allegiance liberty. to yeah. is a symbol. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. symbol of liberty. You're pledging allegiance to the, the doctrine or the, I say doctrine because I was just reading some doctrine so uh, uh you know but we're pledging allegiance to those okay. principles you know america wasn't founded on people but ideas yeah that's that's, that's a good point what do you think cam what's mine so the denver airport oh bro <laughs> nobody believes <laughs> okay so so the denver airport there's a few things so the first thing is that um it was built by a construction company um called like like the new world order or something similar to that was like the company that actually built it so that's a little strange but then it's also got the freemason symbol on the cornerstone of the airport also a little weird um and then it's also got these murals there's like i want to say like three or four murals like giant murals in the airport and it's 
I haven't like fully like taken the time to like sit down and like like you know discover what it means or whatever. But it's super weird. There's like yeah, there's one where it's like um like a not yeah, it's like genocide. It's like a Nazi that is like killing children and there's like fallout and just like utter destruction. So that's like I think the first one. And then there's one where um there's a few in the middle. There's yeah, there's one where it's like a bunch of forests are on fire and there's like it's like a nature it's like nature's dying and stuff and then there's a uh the last one which is where like people of every nation are like coming together and it's just weird and there's like there's like a rainbow and it's just like a symbol of unity um yeah it's just super weird and then the last thing is the the horse the the, de- yeah. the demon horse the, the, the blue demon horse um i think i saw this on a on a podcast it might have been the joe rogan podcast i don't remember which one but it was super interesting i don't remember like what the um verdict was it was something about how it was the the airport had like a secret base like underneath it that they were planning on using when like everything like some world war happened uh the you know the people that built it whatever like used this bunker to like um survive basically sure. but wow it's 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 pretty whack it's pretty out there but yeah it's still it's still up i mean nothing nothing's happened to it so hey here's one thing what do you guys think about rating area 51 <laughs> that was so last year yeah i i didn't even pay attention to that i couldn't even give you like a synopsis of apparently that. somebody showed up really yeah. someone did well this is the internet we're talking about so, so did yeah. they get shot uh no, I think they were just told to go home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what do you guys think about Area 51? What do you think about uh, the conspiracy aliens. theories around it? Yeah, let's go with aliens. I think Area 51 could have something there. I don't think it's aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's where we keep, unless I'm, I might be mistaken, but I think Area 51 in Nevada is where we keep a lot of radioactive waste. Yeah. So oh, yeah. and there's a good reason why we should keep that a secret but then also as we do a lot of nuclear testing around there and stuff like that so yeah, yeah. You you got, do you guys believe in aliens <laughs> do i believe no, in no. aliens no i don't believe it i don't believe in aliens I, I, okay so <clears throat> we want to talk about how big space is space space the, the final frontier <laughs> no uh space is so big and so vast it is a miracle that life exists at all it is not is not the status quo of space. You look out in space and it's lifeless. Um, so that is one of the reasons why I believe in a God. Now, would a God want to create two sentient species? I think it would upset the hierarchy, but I don't know. I think I don't think I don't believe in or I don't believe in aliens. I do believe that there is a lot of demon possession and stuff that goes on that I think a lot of people are messed with by by demons masquerading as all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, the crazy thing about space is just like, yeah, it's so vast. Um, it just like takes so long to get pretty much anywhere. Like, uh, what was that movie, Ad Astra? I don't know if you guys saw Ad Astra. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it was an all right movie. It had some interesting things. The most interesting thing about it is um, there's a segment where he's traveling He's traveling between planets and it's in the future where everything is commercialized. So the moon is like a big industry where people go to like sightsee and there's like tons of ads up everywhere. And it's like a, it's like a tourist trap basically. 
Um, but then he goes like, you know, he has to go, I think he goes to like Pluto or Neptune or like one of those other planets. It's like really far away. And it takes him like years, like, like there was like one trip between like two planets and it took him like years to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that's only our solar system. Yeah. And like beyond our solar system, there's just like so much else. Um, so the argument that people make for aliens is, well, it's so vast and so large that, you know, way out there, there could be something, you know, in a different galaxy. Aliens, it's it's so vast. Why would they find us? How could they find us? You know, so, you know, it's impossible for us to prove that they are or that they aren't. But I think the probability of there being aliens is, is highly unlikely. Yeah. Especially if you come from uh, creationistic worldview, you can't. Um, I mean, is it possible? Sure. Maybe, maybe God reflects himself in many other creatures, but God doesn't tell us a story, but our own, like he doesn't tell us anything that doesn't relate to us, you know? So I don't see why it's very profitable to think about it or to question whether it exists or not. Yeah. Yeah. I think my, my mini theory on it is God is just saying like, we've just discovered more and more space. He's just saying like, Look how big I am. Like he's just trying to show off basically. Yeah, like yeah. just by making space and just to show like you're the only creation here. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's the point of God's creation of space. But mm-hmm. people, I don't know. I like to think of life especially it's kind of like fine china. It's so yeah, fragile. Yeah. It does not occur naturally. You don't you don't find life um occurring by itself or coming from nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so delicate. And I mean, people talk about climate change and all these things. And I don't think we control the climate. I don't think we get, we're, I think that's overestimating mankind. If you think that mankind could greatly damage even their own country, like the land itself, I think, I think you might be overestimating mankind. I mean, everything has entropy. So. Yeah. So everything, everything's already on its way out. Um, every, the one thing we know about the world is that since it had a beginning, it has to have an ending. Um, but yeah, you know, I, it's, it's just so vast and we are just such an exception to the rule that it's, it seems weird. That might be a pizza. Tattoos, baby. All right, Ethan, let's see that. Let's let's hear wanna... let's just just tell us like a brief synopsis. Who asked this like, question? Uh, uh me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just 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 like a brief thing like this the tattoo. You don't have to like show it, just like you can just like explain it. Just like super brief. Yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. So um I do I got them when I was playing uh I played uh football and ran track uh my freshman and sophomore year. So it was kind of just like the thing that I told myself I would do when I was in high school was pierce my ears and get tattooed. So I did both. I no longer have my earrings. I think I could put them in still. So uh, I have a tattoo on my chest and it says love in Korean. And then I have a tattoo on the inside of my arm and on the outside of my arm. And if you guys want to know more, you can ask me in person. Or DM us questions on Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, YouTube. Don't ask for pics. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's a chest. 
Let's keep it PG. Keep it PG. I'm hairless. I'm hairless. That's right. My abs are looking pretty good right now. So yeah. My abs are too. Both of them. Nice. Yep. Does anyone else have tattoos? I don't. Look at me. Yes, I do. No, I've definitely like thought about tattoo ideas. You look. I have one. What? You look like a guy that would have one. Yeah. Um, I kind of have an idea for one. Um. It would be just like a typography tattoo. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's some image that I could like make to go alongside with it. But it's basically like um, so. So my last name is Simpson. So I looked at like the history of like the Simpson name, just like in history, and um, it's like one of those medieval like um, like super old names. Uh, it's like Scandinavian. Uh, heritage so it's got like some viking there's like some viking blood in there um but basically it means uh there's like so there's like um it's like son of simon is basically like what it means there's like some different like permutations on like the actual like name itself but there's a, a like a tagline or like a motto that goes along with it um that's nil desperandum which i believe is latin for uh, never despairing um which is kind of like my i mean it's kind of like a thing that i do anyway is like you know trying to be positive in like every situation and um i don't know i feel like that's a trait that that fits well to me anyway it's latin so latin's cool right (laughs) no actually i I think of my last name thompson is of a similar type of origin uh that simp tomp yeah uh it's similar thing it's son of thomas and my family crest, it also had a, like I looked at my family history, it also had some kind of Latin phrase. I don't remember it exactly. I think, I think it was truth above all, like veritas super something or something like that. No, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it was truth above all, but I'm not absolutely certain. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Joey, if you got a tattoo, what would you get? Tell them about the one. tattoo that you were going to have to don't get. Do you have one? Just can't show you. Tell them about the tattoo. I'd have to kill you. No, I actually don't have one. Tell them about the tattoo that you're going to have to get if the, uh, the deal we made. <laughs> what? Um. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to share this or not. <laughs> okay. We'll say I was, I, if I did something of significant, like it was, if I, Okay, if, if I would have made it to like the NFL, which was like super, you know, small, small, small percentage that would that would happen. Five percent chance. I have to get a tattoo someplace, so we'll just we'll keep moving. All right, All right. next question. Next question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so someone asked. Uh, we redacted the name because it's a uh, sensitive question. <laughs> no, not really, but I don't know. I just thought I was funny to redact it. <laughs> just, okay. So yeah, what do I do when I'm around a girl I like, but she is oblivious? What would I do when I'm around a girl I like, but she's oblivious? Okay. It sounds soft. I mean, you just gotta talk to her. You know what I mean? You just gotta you gotta be a man and you gotta go up to her and actually like say something. Not in a weird way, but like you gotta you gotta do something. You wanna get food? You wanna get food? No, I think it's pretty important if you ask a girl on a date, huh? 
care about this, but uh, <laughs> I think it's pretty important if you ask a girl on a date that you make sure you communicate clearly like what your intentions are and yeah. like that it's a date because I imagine, I don't know, because I'm not a girl, but no, uh, I don't know, but I think that's probably, um, that probably leads to a lot of anxiety, just not knowing, like not knowing like, what is this? Is this a date? Is this not a date? Is this just lunch? Is like, what is this? Um, I think it's pretty important that you make clear your intentions for sure. <laughs> I think you yeah. get a lot of discernment. The cultural thing to do from a worldly perspective, I think a lot of people would say like, the, the common theme I'm seeing is like slide into the DMs, you know? It's like, let's no. just do this the most passive way possible. It's like, no, let's, you know, just go up to her and talk to her. No, for sure. You want to talk to her in person because yes. it's easy to send a text. There's so much insulation there. There's not much risk, but yeah, to talk to her in person, you're putting everything on the line. Yeah, and I feel like sliding to the DMs it has a very like scummy connotation to it to where it's like you're just hitting up like everybody that you think you know is attractive or like you're basically like yeah you're just just like quantity mm-hmm. pretty much um, but if you do it like in person it's you know like you know talk to them it's way more personal and it yeah. gets across that like you're interested and hopefully you are interested um intention is like Going off of what you were saying, intention is like so important. If you're like kind of on the fence, then it's better to just like just cut it off than to just like keep going like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um, you know, if you if you have intention and, you know, you want to seek it out, then then definitely seek it out. Hmm. Maybe we should make our podcast about masculinity. <laughs> not, I mean, we're all young men. So like, Isn't it already? <laughs> yeah. Oh, good point. Good point. No, it's also about blankets and social dominance. <laughs> it's part of masculinity, I'd say. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think mostly, oh, I don't know. I like to ask myself before I do anything, would an idiot do that thing? And if they would, then I don't do that thing. No, uh, I, I think a lot of it is just communication, I imagine. But, you know, I, I'm the most experienced out of... You could pick a hundred people and I'd be the most inexperienced out of them all. So I think I can also vouch for that as well. Uh, I, I don't know very much about this, but um, I would say from a Christian aspect is you probably should pray a lot about it and then just kind of use discernment on how to address each situation because situations are different. So Yeah. Who knows? And I think... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the main the main point though, if you want to know what to do when you're around a girl you like, but she's oblivious, is make sure she's no longer oblivious. If being oblivious is a problem, either she will, either you'll figure out that she's blind and deaf by the end, or you'll have gotten the point across. (laughs) Is the question? This is actually an important part of the question. Is the question? Is she oblivious that I like her? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you gotta. I have a few. Pro- I have a few problems with that, and I don't know if I can articulate it well. It's like, why are you trying to figure out if she likes you or not? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like giving her signs. I guess that makes some sense. I'm trying to. I guess she's so more grace, but like, I think it comes from fear. I get it. Yeah, I yeah. totally get it. You don't. You don't want to be turned down, and yeah. I totally get yeah. that. So you want to know that she likes you well, you don't before know you. If it's reciprocated. Too. Gotcha. Like, yeah. Okay. And men, mm, I say men as if in the abstract. Men, other people, not me. <laughs> I have transcended. Uh, no, other people, no, everybody, everybody wants closure and everybody wants to know that they won't be just turned down offhand. 
Yeah. So I'm 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 cool with being single forever. <laughs> you know, of all the people that I've met, I look at you and I'm like, dude, he could pull it off. This guy, he could do it. No, I have seen though a lot where um, someone is they're presented with this problem, and so their their first instinct is to do what we said. You know, make it clear what your intention is. Ask them out. And it just goes horribly wrong and they basically get rejected. Mm. And I've seen it like multiple times. So I guess yeah. it's kind of a situational thing too. You gotta use discernment and pray that. You know? Yeah. 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 But situation's different. I think like our culture is getting away from like the man. Like I feel like there's something uniquely manly about like taking that rejection. Of course. It's like you're oh, supposed yeah. you're supposed to take that hit in the yeah. huevos before yeah. her. <laughs> it's like you're you're putting <laughs> You're supposed to put yourself in that situation. So I, I don't know. That's an interesting topic. but Yeah. And I think uh, I actually kind of want to now do a podcast, just an episode about masculinity, because there's so much we could talk about how far we've fallen from that. Because nowadays it's considered toxic masculinity to expect, to expect that you are the one to initiate, to pay for dates, all these things that we growing up in Christian households where there's a positive image of the father and like there was good, there's a, a solid base there. I couldn't imagine what it's like thinking otherwise, but yeah, there's nowadays it's no longer the norm that those, those masculine traits and behaviors, it's, it's no longer normal. Yeah. yeah. They, they aren't, they aren't, relegated to men now they aren't the responsibility of men anymore men have given up their responsibility and women are taking it i remember just at one point asking someone advice on just you know this kind of stuff and just like i was like man i just don't know what the heck i'm doing like i just don't is there something wrong with me like i don't know like he's you know just telling me like this is how this is typically how you should go about doing this i think it's just our culture is just like it's trained us to just say like to be as passive as possible to slide into the dms you know to like to like, does she like me? I hope she does. Maybe I'll just play this out. You know, it's like, yeah, like, and I've, I've been there. I'm not saying I haven't, but it's just like, you know, yeah, it's interesting. All right. Another heavy hitter discrimination in America. What a guy, one of my best friends, one of the weirdest guys I know. And Joey's best friend. Discrimination in America. I almost feel like this question could just. Works for Asians or African-Americans. I almost feel like it could be expanded to like, what geographic do you think is most discriminated against? Because it's, it's not, it's not just, it's not just like these two. I feel like there's a lot of others the where there's a lot of discrimination. That isn't the question, but I'm just saying True. a thought. So was it phrased earlier? Wasn't it? Do Asians face more racism than Black African Americans? Yeah. Okay. Well. You guys can you guys can say your subjective opinions, and I can say my subjective opinion from from being from a, I mean, you know, I mean, Korean, a Korean American. Here, if so. there's an issue, I've got an opinion. All right. <laughs> so actually, I actually uh, I've done a little bit of research on this, um, and I would say yes. Actually, uh, for Asians, especially when it comes to college, you have to have a much higher SAT to get into a college than for an African American because of the affirmative action program. Uh, so if you want to say that being white is just the status quo of race, like that is the baseboard that if you anybody's discriminated against, then they're below that. Or if anybody is allowed, if there's allowance made for anybody, then they'd be above that. Then that's just the base when we're going on. I think uh, I remember 
Actually, Louder with Crowder is a great resource for this if you guys want to talk about affirmative action and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of discrimination against Asian students on the campus, um, keeping them, even though they have a really high SAT score, because these campuses need a quota. They need to fill a quota of people. Interesting. Yeah, so being an Asian American here, just a you know, Korean immigrant trying to make, make it here in America. Um, uh, yeah, so, th- you know, when you're talking about discrimination and racism, that's such a broad topic on its own. Um, it is. I guess from an, uh, I guess more of an emotional standpoint, like not, you know what I mean? Just like my subjective, you know, experiences. Uh, yeah, I think Asians kind of get like the, sh- they kind of get shafted as far as like, cause it's like, okay, black people, white people, like Mexican people all like make like racist, you know, connotations to me. Or, you know, in my, I've had it, you know, happen my entire life. And then it's just like, oh, well, you guys are just smart and successful. Mm-hmm. Just like, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, cause. Yeah. Asians, there's not much attention. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've experienced it from all races. Like what he said, you know, affirmative action, the Harvard study was, you know, uh, it's easier, you know, African-Americans and white people need lower SATs than someone like myself to get into Harvard. I can, I could never get into Harvard anyways, though. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess like systemic, you know, like the academic system, kind of the uh, government, you know, the way the government's set up. Um, there, yeah, there's, there's such a loaded question. Uh, yeah. yeah, actually, Asians uh, uh, have the... Uh, um, highest wage gap between them, like themselves out of any any other race, from like the poorest to the highest, like the ultra rich to the lowest of the lowest within America. In America, yeah. Oh, interesting. So that's interesting. Yeah. So um, I think we want to talk more vaguely about discrimination in America. If we want to say discrimination, we really should talk about whether it's systemic discrimination or just private or public. Let's like let's define it into private and public because there will always be evil hate-filled and stupid people in any country, any time, any day. Yeah. But if we want to talk about systemic, you have to address the laws and systems we have in place. Now, if, if do you, I don't know if you, and if you guys believe that there's systematic discrimination going on, um, it is a very prevalently held belief. Um, that it is, it is, I'm sure there's some merits to it. I've heard a lot of reasoning for it. And I've seen a lot of statistics, which are definitely disconcerting. Um, but I don't think that it is systemic. That is, it is built into the system. I think a lot of it is an artifice of the people within the system. It's not actually the system itself. So if we want to talk about systemic discrimination, I think almost every single time it's going to boil down to just one personal choice of an individual who may have had more power, may have had less power, but you can't accuse the system. And that's what's right now. It's happening a lot with Black Lives Matter. They're accusing the system. They're accusing the country. They're accusing the founding principles of what just people did, of like, of what private individuals did. Um, so I think that's a fallacy. You can't, you can't take part to whole. You can't see the part and then blame the whole for what that part is. All right, next question. All right. Another, another political question. Oh, dear God. <laughs> is voter fraud a thing? Is voter fraud a thing? You guys said you want to talk about this, yeah. so. You know, honestly. I don't want to. Can we just skip to the next question, please? No. <laughs> like, I really don't. I don't want to dig deep anymore. I'm like, I need a lighthearted question. Joey, Joey, what do you think? Yes. 
Yes, uh, Trishan, thank you for answering this. I'm going to say to an extent, yes, 100%. And I think we're going to see some weird stuff that comes out in the next month. I think yes, but it is something that is so hard to prove that I could see why people say that it's not a thing. Yeah, I think That's my stance. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no, go for it. I was going to say, I think it's possible, but I'm, I'm just over it. You know, yeah. let's move on. Yeah. Let's. Let's get the person in there. Let's All move right. on, yeah. Hashtag Asian Lives Matter. <laughs> Hope you're doing well, Tristan. <laughs> yoga, yay or nay? Yoga, yay or nay? Oh, you know, I really... have, haven't you guys even done yoga? Like proper yoga, not like stretching. Yes. yes, you know, this is an interesting question. I don't think you guys were here with me, uh, Robbie and, and Judah. Yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, to dive into this very briefly, um, uh, Judah does yoga, or he says the stretching he does is called yoga, and Robbie was basically like it was originated, you know, as a Hindu religion. Uh, we should, you know, if you really look at the origins of yoga, it's just not very... But then, it, that, you know, thinking about that, the Hindu, the Hindu, they can't solely, like, take, like, it's stretching. We all stretch. So it's like they can't take that one thing and claim it to be solely theirs. Yeah. That would be like me waving, raising my hand and saying that, you know, I'm following Hitler. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I feel like it's kind of just like your motives behind it. Right. Here's uh, a question used. Um, I, I know somebody who is really strongly against yoga. Now, if we're talking about yoga, the definition of yoga for all you guys includes meditation and Buddhist practices. So it's like deep breathing, meditation, and stretching. Uh-huh. Those are three parts of yoga, but there's specific specific poses that are unique to yoga. It's not just stretching. There's a lot of it that is goes beyond that. It's There's levels of yoga. There's all kinds of stuff to yoga. Now, if we're talking about the whole package of yoga, I think we might all agree that since it's a Hindu practice, anybody who professes a differing religion, such as Christianity in our case, but even Mohammedanism, like being Muslim, I feel like that would be a valid reason to not practice yoga. You so, can't practice conflicting. Beliefs. If I didn't know what the definition of yoga was, but I just liked to, you know, meditate on, you know, after I read the Bible, just kind of pray, stretch and do some of the same poses. And I was like, yeah, I did yoga today. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with me saying that. Well, your definition of meditation is probably different. Yeah, but are we talking about like, are we talking about meditation? Are we talking about the core like definition of like whether we should say yoga or are we talking about would you do yoga? I think is, I think is the question. You you don't know what you don't know. I didn't know all that stuff. Um, I don't really care about that stuff and it's easier to cluster yoga than if I'm going to, you know, go to a yoga class. I'm not going to be like, I'm going to go to some stretching class where. I don't know. I feel like yoga is just kind of a term that I use and I don't feel like I need to make it some legalistic thing and originate it back to the Hindu. That's just my opinion. Yeah. (laughs) You're going like way, like really deep. Uh, I don't know. I mean, would you do yoga or not? Like if it was just you and you were watching a YouTube video about how to do yoga, like would you do yoga? I don't feel like I need to change the word from yoga to stretching because of the where the word originated. Right. Here's a question. If bowing to Mecca was proven to have health benefits, would you guys do it? No. I feel like that's different though. Yeah. How so? Because I mean, these things. Because yoga is like, it's, I feel like it's kind of like meditation. You give it whatever meaning you want to give it. I, I don't know at what point you'd, you'd be able to say that, but I know there is a lot of meaning. It's, it's like, it's kind of like, it's like, it's almost like praying. 
What about wrestling? Like saying, oh, okay, I'm going to pray doesn't necessarily mean that you're praying the same way as other people. I don't know. that. Have you ever yes. looked at the, at like the, like where wrestling was originated? Like it was worshiping like great gods. What the heck? That, that, that's not the origin of wrestling. <laughs> wrestling has been in Jewish culture. In the early Olympics, though, that's what is they in did. Sumerian culture. It was yeah. They didn't worship the Greek gods by wrestling. They wrestled at a celebration of Greek gods. I'm just they drank alcohol when they celebrated Bacchus, and they yeah. slept with prostitutes when they celebrated Aphrodite. That's that's like that's not that's not seeing. That's worshiping them. They just that's what they did. Like that's celebration. Um, but if we're talking about yoga, these are things specifically designed to worship the God. Like this is like, we are doing this cause it has, a, it's a symbol. But then why, why don't we change the word praying then? If like praying, if you can pray to Allah, you can pray to, you know, Jesus. If like, how come, how can we just clump praying then? Cause it's covering all religions when you, when you say praying. So when you say yoga, we're automatically associating that with Hinduism. Yep. Why can't we then associate yoga with Christianity and meditating on the word and stretching and just like, because we've given up those old deities and the fake gods. So I, I'm, I'm not against stretching. I feel like the more we yeah. focus on yoga as stretching, the less productive this conversation will be because you can stretch and it might be a yoga pose, but if you're doing it for the purpose of yoga, if you recognize that it has a meaning, if you recognize its meaning, which yeah. the people who invented it gave it, like this yoga had a meaning to begin with, then I feel like you're not, you're not being completely honest with yourself. You're not being completely coherent in your beliefs. But me saying yoga, 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 I have no idea what the definition is. Like, I still don't know. And I don't see a problem in that. It's like, you don't know what you don't know. So it's like, ignorance is bliss. I don't know. It's what I've been t told growing up my entire life. Bro, he's having an aneurysm. <laughs> like, I'm going to say yoga. Like, I'm going to go home and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read my Bible, pray, and I'm going to do yoga. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the Bible, the one, you know, uh, you know the, the Bible. But I, see, I don't think a lot of people even realize the meaning that yoga has. Like, I, I appreciate that you have looked into it and that you know. I just don't feel like most people like us yeah. know. And so, okay, so here, I just don't care. I say yoga. here's the thing. So we as Christians are called to discern these things. Like we're called to find out the truth. And so I don't mind anybody who like was practicing yoga and stuff. I would mind if you continue to knowing its value and knowing its origin. Um, if you continue to do it in spite of it, like if there's a hint of something that's not good, like anything not done in faith is sin, according to St. Paul, right? So anything not done in faith is not not done in full conscience, not done in good conscience. As believers, though, I feel like the core of what, like, our way of doing yoga is completely different than, like, Hindus' way of doing yoga. So as far as, like, you know, like, when you, like, completely, like, blank, like, your mind, you know what I mean? Like, clear what... Amusement. Lack of thought. Lack of thought. Like, I feel like Christian's version of that is just going to be different. And I feel like it's just kind of the cultural, like our culture is, we're, we say yoga. I feel, I feel like there's tons of words that if you originate it back are probably not very edifying or completely opposite of like. For sure. So I'm just going by what the definition of yoga is. So the yoga is not stretching and yoga is not deep breathing. Yoga is the combination of amusement, lack of thought. The uh, stretching specific stretches, a system, like almost a doctrine of stretches, if I can reuse that but word. But I'm not doing that when I say yoga, though. 
Okay, that's fair. Then why call it yoga? Why would it? Because that's just what I, that's what I call it. That's what you know. I did yoga. He wants to. He wants to be able to say he did yoga. Oh, it's a buzzword. I don't know. Okay. Well, if you want to flex the fact that you did yoga, I would just ask you, why do you feel like you need to call it yoga? What I what I wonder is like, is there a difference in actually like the actual practice of it from person to person, or is it like the exact same types of stretches? Because I feel like there's a lot of variation. Yoga. I mean, it's a system. Yoga. It's it's part of the Hindu religion, right? It's a system of religious expression. So we, it has health benefits because deep breathing. We all agree breathing well. It's good. I think we'd all say that. Breathing well. It's good. Um, stretching. It's a good thing. And it might be even relaxing to just, you know, relax your mind, to not focus on everything. That's good. Uh, although as Christians, we are called to think deeply, not to give up our thought. We're called to meditate, but not meditate in the modern sense of emptying your mind. Yeah. We are called to concentrate on things which are pure, lovely, good. True. I think it is good to detach, though, and kind of decompress, which could mean not thinking about as much as believers are, too. But meditation just meditation means to clear your mind like you're trying to just become empty like meditation, in, in yeah, yeah that's what meditation is yeah, like nowadays nowadays what nowadays. about like meditating on the word so what if what if meditating as christians i'm just going to change the definition of yoga to like the christian definition of yoga and then continue to say yoga meditating on the word is like is like you're reciting it over and over in your head like yeah. that's what meditation like i meditate on your word day and yeah. night like you're just kind of like going through it again but Me yoga meditation is saying like i'm emptying my brain so i'm letting anything come in yeah. it's like why would you want to do that like that's yeah. not smart so yeah no, I, I, I love yeah. how this created more conflict than the uh, systemic racism question <laughs> yeah like what is happening yeah so um okay what if we ask the fans do you think there's anything wrong with using the term yoga if are we talking about using the term yoga or just yoga in general we're, i was we're talking about the term yoga okay so I, i'm gonna say i'm gonna say yoga in spite now just kidding. I might. I might. Sometimes. I'm going to say yoga, nay, stretching. Heck yeah. I kind of want to leave it as like DLC for the podcast. <laughs> you a big fan. Well, you can unlock this in our OnlyFans. So there. No, just kidding. Wow. No, 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 <laughs> no. Oh <my> God. <laughs> I'm not soliciting anything at the record show. <laughs> I thought we were going to get through the podcast without mentioning that, because that was wrong. Oh and then the testimony segment too. I have no <laughs> you can unlock our, our testimonies in our, in, our, in our OnlyFans account that only costs $9.99. If you subscribe for the year, it's $5.99. Oh my god. <laughs> Please donate to us. <laughs> oh gosh. All right, so, um, <laughs> so Robbie, <laughs> you want to start? Yes, let's clear the air. Redeem yourself. <laughs> <laughs>